John 10, 1 to 10. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. Is there and the word then of the all Lord? together? Oh. Where's the two all together part? I oh, am yeah. the gate. I am the gate. Whoever, Whoever enters, enters through, through me will be, will be saved. They, they will come, come in and go out and find pasture. The sheep comes, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The good news of Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Scott. Good morning, everybody. This, uh, there's a lot of congratulations that need to happen right now in our church, our mega church. Um, uh, first of all, um, congratulations to Sarah, who won, her team won the cheer provincial uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think we did that here yet. So congratulations to Sarah Chu for that. That is so awesome. Congratulations, Sarah. Congratulations to Flo, who is graduating from Regent. And the convocation is next Monday, not tomorrow, but no, is that right? Yes, next Monday. And our, can people still get tickets? Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to witness this historic, amazing event, we want to celebrate Flo. That's a that's quite a journey. So congratulations to Flo and happy birthday. It is a Hinmuller birthday weekend. I think it was Jocelyn on Friday and Dorothy today. So it's it's Matt. And in addition, I just got this is this is breaking news. Roland just completed his first 50 kilometer run. And I'm not sure which race it was, but I guess there's a 50k. 50, 50. It's, it's, it says five zero. Is that a type? It's not a bicycle. That's on your feet. Yeah. And, and, and in brackets, Belinda said, it took a bit longer than he was hoping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> so congratulations, Roland. Happy birthday to Belinda. Happy birthday, or Belinda to Jocelyn and Dorothy this weekend. Um, so that is so so cool. Um, we've just read two scriptures, one at the beginning and one at, at the end of the of of our music set. Thanks, Stephen and Karen. Oh, so good to hear you guys again. It feels like too long. Um, they both were about shepherds. And I, and some of you have heard my shepherd story. 
but it's been a long time since I told it, and it just seems to go so well with today's theme. And I'm going to get you to talk to each other in a minute. But to prepare you, I want to tell you this story that happened to me back in 2004. Uh, I've had two sabbaticals. A sabbatical is where a pastor takes about three months just to do something different. It's it's a bit of a rest, but it's also, you, you, you still do work, but it's replenishing kind of work, reading, research. And Marcus's family from Switzerland made available to us for three weeks this Alps cabin. Now, an Alps cabin is only open in the wintertime because it's above the tree line. And of course, er, sorry, it's only open in the summertime because it's above the tree line. And so you can only get there when the snow melts off. And you take this little one lane road and you hope you don't bump into anybody because if you do, somebody's got to back up a long, long way. And so we, we go doo, 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 take this little, you know, these, these scissor roads way up to the top of the Alps and you go there. There's no running water except the kind that you run with like that. And there's no uh, electricity. And we did have a gas stove. And for three weeks, the Swiss were bet plate exchanging bets, uh, saying these Canadians are going to come running out of that Alps cabin and say, we're done. <laughs> but we, I fell in love with the place. And Kathleen did poetry. And I walked this, the, the high Swiss Alps. It was an incredible experience. But every day in my morning walk, I would pass through the sheep farm. And for the first few days that I went, when I would get close to this flock of sheep, they'd all look at me and the, their little bells would go ding, 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 and they'd start peeing because that's what sheep do when they're scared. They're, they're peeing and they're, they're ringing and they're running and they're so afraid. And this happened about three or four times that I was, you know, I'd, I'd come and they just take off in terror and pee everywhere. And so after about three or four times, it's about to happen again. I'm walking towards the sheep farm. You have in, in the Swiss mountains, you walk through other people's property all the time. And they have these, you know, ways that you just walk through and continue to enjoy. What happens in the winter time, winter time is that all the animals are brought down. But in the summertime, because there's so much extra pasture, they bring them way up above the tree line and all this, this alpine meadows are there. And so this, we got to know the sheep farmer. He, he'd sell a shop milk and it's sheep milk. And we actually developed a taste for that while we were up there. And, um, but this particular day I'm walking through and I don't know if it was connected to knowing and talking to him or whatever, but this time the same thing was about to happen. I'm getting close to the sheep and they're grazing all of a sudden, you know, their little heads pop up and there I am, I'm coming, you know, and they're just ready to, you know, to pee and run and bring their bells and, you know, and, and just this came right out of my heart. This was not scripted at all. I, I stretched my hand to them and I said, don't be afraid. I said, I am a shepherd from Canada. I will not harm you. Don't be afraid. And they looked at me. And so I just slowly, just gently walked. And they didn't pee. They didn't run. They didn't ring their bells. They just looked. They, they watched me as I walked through, through the midst of them. Literally, the trail took me through the midst of where they were gra grazing. And I just gently passed them. 
went out the other side of where they were grazing and just went on my way. But here's the thing. Within about a, a 30 seconds to a minute, I hear all this ding, 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 ding. And I went, what is going on? And I turned around. They were all following me. And they followed me and followed me for the long. I had to get through some fences before they stopped following me. And that happened several times while I was up there. So there was something. The reason why I'm mentioning that, because one of the verses that we've just read, Jesus says this. And this is what I want you to talk about for a few minutes. And I think it's even related to our event with Anne-Marie today, which by the way, this, this is an amazing story. Just, just how this meal came together. Anne-Marie being who Anne-Marie is. I mean, she got people involved. She, she got, she got um, uh, grocery stores to donate. She got people driving her all over the place. And, and uh, she's just a walking miracle really. And so in, in the verse that we read, if you can take out your reading sheet again and just look at me, with me uh, from John chapter 10. Of course, thanks, Rick. Was Wooly helping you read, by the way, for, on the shepherd there? Wooly is uh, Rick's. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Wooly is Rick's little stuffy sheep that he has. I don't know if he appreciates being called stuffy, but that's okay. Um, so there's um, there's this just this uh, remarkable verse where Jesus says, "I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved." Now, whenever you and I read that, most of us we immediately put on our evangelical glasses when we read that word "saved." Right? We think about you know, being saved from sin and saved from hell. But the actual Greek there is whoever enters through me. And you'll remember, I've taught on this before, that shepherds at night would sometimes lay in front of the entrance of the sheepfold so that the predators would stay out and the sheep would stay in, right? They would actually lay down and sleep, right? So when he said, I'm the gate, people would understand that language. They would understand that he literally was the, the protecting gate at the, at the sheepfold. So they would, Middle Eastern culture would understand that. And then he said, whoever uh, uh, enters through me will be, the actual Greek is safe. They'll be safe. S-A-F-E. And we are living in a world that feels increasingly unsafe. And what touched me about this story about the sheep is they followed me. Why? Something in them said, I'm safe. And that's what Jesus was saying here. If you, he says, those who are my sheep will follow me because I'm safe. And that word safe, you know, when you read, uh, when you think about the word safe, there's the idea of being safe in that you are safe. But the, the other idea is you are a safe person. That they're, they're both happening there. You're safe. And the fact is, is if you are safe, then you become increasingly a safe person. The reason we're unsafe persons is because we feel unsafe. It, it's just all connected. 
And there's so much trauma and anxiety in, in our world today. And I, there's a crisis of trust. I was saying to some of you this morning, one of the things I took from Orange is there's just such a crisis of trust in our culture and in institutions, the church, but other institutions too. Over a million young people are leaving the church every year in North America because of this crisis of trust. And so a couple of things about, I want you to think about trust and talk about it in your group. What makes you feel safe? Uh, what, how has someone made you feel safe in your life? Because trust is built one small act at a time not automatic is it? it takes time i don't know what happened with these sheep because that was pretty unusual but maybe it was just a few days that they it wasn't maybe they were watching me those first few days right maybe they learned maybe they saw me interacting with their shepherd or whatever it was so it didn't happen right away so you know we have to be aware of the fact that even your own lack of high step come on in even your own lack of trust issues don't be hard on yourself if it takes time right maybe there's certain kinds of people you don't trust maybe there's certain stereotypes you have don't be hard on yourself it takes time right and um i guess this is a scary for thing for me as a christian leader is that it takes a long time to gain trust, but you can lose trust really fast, right? So talk about it with each other, just around your tables or just organize yourselves as you will for a few minutes. Um, and then I'll call you back. How has someone made you feel safe in your life? Talk, talk about that with each other. And then we'll call you back. And maybe those of you on Zoom, you could just do that as a, as a breakout as well.